When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. strange familiars if you have a story you'd like to share if you've seen something strange like a cryptid bigfoot mothman a ufo a ghost anything unusual or if you know of a story you think we should cover you can email us strange familiars podcast at gmail.com we also have a voicemail line if you'd like to call and leave a voicemail. If you have a short encounter, you can do that. It's 717-347-8554. If you get cut off, you can call back and continue your story. And that is just strictly an encounter line. Yes. Again, that's 717-347-8554. <laughs> yes. Thank you for bringing that up. It's unfortunately not a customer service line. If you have a story you want to tell me that you can't leave a message, it's best just to email me. If you have a problem with Patreon or some kind of technical problem with the podcast, it's best just to email me. The voicemail line is really kind of meant for encounters. We don't generally have the ability to reply to those messages. So if you leave a yeah, message... Yeah, it's not like it goes to a cell phone or anything. It doesn't go to a cell phone. It's just a Google voice line. So it actually is kind of more difficult if you leave a message there than if you just email me at strangefamiliarspodcast at gmail.com. So it's not a quick way to get in touch with us, in other words. It's good for encounters, if you want to call and leave your encounter, but not so good for other things. Ambush time. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know this was, this was coming. I didn't talk to you about this beforehand. Okay. But I want to talk about something, and, right. and maybe this is perfectly normal, but this, is, right. this was a good example, if this was something that was perfectly normal, that we saw near Site 7. You and I? Yeah. What did we see? Well, remember, it was going across the field, and it looked huge. Oh, yeah. Is that near Site 7? I've never been there. <laughs> yes, that's near Site 7. <laughs> oh. it's, it's, I feel like I'm in the know now. <laughs> it's, it's within a mile, mile and a half of Site 7. Oh, yeah. I totally thought some sort of mechanical oversized panther or something was in i i couldn't figure out what it was and we it both were like, looked huge now we were on the way to an appointment it wasn't like horrible things would happen if we'd be late but we were on the yeah. you know on the way to an appointment 
And it was unusual enough where even you were like, go ahead and pull down that road. I couldn't and see. figure out what was happening. Like, what, it, was, it, was it was very like a weird trick looking. of perspective. That's what I, I'm going to put it down to a strange trick of perspective. But it was strange. It looked huge when we I saw it. At first I thought it was a, a humongous horse. I thought it was like a somebody on a tractor going across a field. Like a big like farm tractor. Yeah, and then the closer we got, it was like the more it ran and the closer it got to the house, the more it sort of subtly turned into a dog. Just a, no- a black dog. A, a large, but within normal large With scope a big fluffy dog. tail. And yeah, but when it was friendly, going when- through that field, it looked massive. And to me, it looked like mechanical. Like yeah, that's why I said tractor. Yeah, it, yeah didn't, it didn't look like it had like really kind of like um, disjointed kind of movements. It didn't look it like it looked weird. And then we couldn't tell think, what was the head and what was the tail. At yeah, because it looked like the the tail was up. Like it was probably just a real friendly guy just enjoying running around. And so his tail was up in the air, which kind of made it look like a head from the other way. Yeah, it was. It looked the size of a horse, at least when yeah, we initially and, saw it, and then. As we we pulled off onto the side road to, so we could see it some more, and it seemed like it gets closer to this house, and it just becomes, like I said, a large dog, but a, within a normal, natural largeness mm-hmm. uh, scale. But it was weird. I mean, it was, it was strange, so maybe an optical illusion, but still perhaps worth noting, I uh-huh. guess. You know, maybe maybe things can look a lot huger than they really are. Or maybe we saw something weird. I don't know. I mean, it was it was very, very strange. Strange enough to make us pull over when we were uh, on the way to an appointment. More adventures at Site 7. So I'll have to go back there soon. Now that the leaves are off the trees, I'll have to go back and see if... I'll have to I go back there the now that I know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> you still don't know exactly where it is. No. <laughs> but you have a good idea. So on tonight's show, I will be talking with Tyler, who is an awesome artist. And I'll put his links in the show notes to his Instagram. Very, very unique style. Really cool. I really like his stuff. But he has a number of these experiences with these weird orbs that were appearing that he saw. Also a a white entity and some other experiences throughout his life. But the main things he talks about are these kind of orbs that were appearing in his bedroom that he and his then fiance, I think, or girlfriend, now it's his wife, both saw them, so it's. Oh, that's always like the corroboration's always a good. Yeah, exactly. So let's go ahead and talk to Tyler. We are talking with Tyler tonight who contacted me originally, I think, through Instagram. And uh, mm-hmm. man, you're, you're a fantastic artist. Thank you. Before we get going, uh, you're, I guess your day job is what, a graphic designer? Yeah, yeah. And then you're doing illustration on the side? Yeah, I, I, I wanted to be a comic artist as a kid. And, um, you know, I had sort of a music career. And then I got married and had kids. And now I'm a designer, but um, sort of coming back around to the you know, sort of illustrative comic side of stuff. So well, what's your Instagram so people can check it out and I'll, I'll put a couple um, pieces, uh, you know, I think it's show notes as well. Tyler, Tyler T Y L E R B E N C E underscore R. Okay. I think I will yeah. we'll make sure. And I'll put that in the show notes because cool. uh, cool. it's awesome stuff. I absolutely love it. Very, your style is really unique and really, really cool. I absolutely love right it. Right on. Thank you so much. 
but we're not here to talk about art necessarily. No. <laughs> <laughs> you were telling me that you had uh, uh, quite a few experiences throughout your yeah, life. I, yeah, quite, quite a few. Um, and in, and uh, like I, I had mentioned before with you, um, it's funny because, you know, I've kind of held back and I haven't called in, you know, I listened to like several different shows and, you know, it would, you would sort of touch on something and I'd be like, man, that's, that's kind of crazy. I've, I've kind of had something like that too. And then you'd have another guest or, or over on Soraya's show, you know, somebody else would mention something and it'd be like, man, I've experienced that too. So, you know, I just, I figured it was time that I, I called in and, you know, I guess put it all out there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we had like several conversations and I, they would keep twisting and turning. And eventually I said, let's, yeah. let's just talk about it on the show. Let's, let's talk about it on the show. Yeah, so, no, absolutely. What do you want to start with? I guess something kind of like a brief, you know, kind of quick synopsis of like sort of, I guess the first one, uh, the first sort of experience. So my mom and my dad split when I was like five or six. Um, and I, I lived with my mom. She was a single mother. And then my dad kind of came around, um, you know, eight or nine. Um, and he had, by then he had remarried to a woman that, which that was kind of a weird situation. She had had several husbands that had, uh, you know, mysteriously kind of passed away. And it was like this sort of plantation house in Elberton, Georgia, kind of close to Athens, Georgia. So anyway, so, you know, my dad kind of came back around and I, I started going down, you know, he would have me every other weekend. The house was beautiful. It was huge, but it was, it was just a creepy house as a kid, you know, it's like, winding staircase and um like a library at the end of the hall and kind of a nuts sort of house you know i'm sure i would i would think it was amazing now but back right. then it was just it was just odd it just it never felt comfortable and um and what's funny is i would i refused to sleep in the bed because i just it, it was just weird you know i, I just I, I would stay downstairs and watch tv and just fall asleep on the couch um and so, you know, as I was, I guess I would have been like nine or 10, I came down and they were like, well, you know, you're kind of getting older and we have a new, you know, bedroom suit and, you know, you really need to start sleeping in the bed. And so I just immediately kind of had a natural aversion to it. I just, I didn't like it, but it was like, well, you know, maybe they're right. And so, um, the, so I, all I remember is I remember sleeping on my back and I, so I guess if, if, if I was laying in the bed, like right in front of me would be a wall with like a fireplace. And then to the left of the fireplace would be the closet. And then if you kind of immediately turned to the closet left, it was sort of the entrance of you, how you'd walk into the room. And so I heard a sound that woke me up because everything was loud in the house because it was really old, you know? And so, and the sound was the knob turning from the closet. And I was just like immediately terrified, like just dead, dead still, dead silent. You know, I'm like holding my breath and just sort of out of my periphery, I kind of see this sort of dark figure kind of like walk over to the end of the bed and it just kind of stands there. And it was, you know, at the time and, and even, in, even up until, you know, several years ago, that I learned that it was, you know, a, I guess a shadow person or whatever, but it was the most terrifying, 
you know, malevolent sort of feeling ever. And, um, you know, again, just like nine times out of 10, I, I, you know, I laid there and I was freaking out and I just remember just like pouring the sweat cause I was just wow. super scared and the, and the blankets were covered up, you know, but I was like afraid to move. And, um, and so I'm laying on my back. So I'm kind of looking up at the ceiling. I guess my eyes are kind of half shut, you know, but I can kind of still see sort of at the foot of the bed. And, and the weirdest thing was it was sort of like, and I think I've heard you mention it before, you know, um, it being like blacker than black. And it was, it was like that, but there was a sort of a street light kind of down the road. And so the window, there was like a little bit of light coming through and it, it wasn't like a black hole kind of thing, but it was more like a, um, it's almost like, like velvet, like crushed velvet. You know how you kind of see like a, like a sheen sort of, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of like that. And then, um, I mean, even still to this day, the, the scariest part is that, um, because I've heard people talk about it and they're like, well, you know, it was, it was almost like a cardboard cutout and it was just real stiff. But this, the scariest part was like, I just, I can, and I can still see it, but like I, it would, it was almost like it was like shifting its weight. You know, like if you're standing for a long time and like mm-hmm. you'll, you'll kind of like shift your weight, like a shoulder will drop or, and, uh, and then, you know, like I was saying, nine times out of 10, just magically, I just, I fell asleep and then wow. <laughs> woke up and, you know, and so, so that, honestly, that, the funny that aspect where people just fall asleep is, I mean, it's so prominent now it, in everything, every yeah, single story almost you hear. People are terrified and they fall right to sleep. It's like, what's going yeah. on with that? What's yeah, it's, it's, it's super weird. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, to this day, I still like, that's probably the, the like the scariest thing that, that I've ever, uh, ever experienced actually so much so that, um, I literally stopped going to my dad's for like two years Wow. and I would just, I would just make an excuse of like, Oh, you know, I have baseball or, you know, whatever. But right. yeah, it, 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 it like really, really struck a nerve. So so did did you see whatever it was? Did it walk from the closet? So yeah, so that's what's crazy. So it, you know, there would have had to be some sort of corporal element to it because you know it's like those really old sort of knobs, you know, like a like doorknobs, and so it was like, and yeah, so the door would have opened, and then it sort of just kind of like slid across the room, and then just just stood at the foot of the bed until until I just I I don't know if I like passed out or. I mean, I guess nobody knows, you know, right, but yeah. And you, you couldn't yeah. notice any particular details at all as far as no, like, and, or, and face I, or anything. I, no, nothing like that. And I've even thought, you know, do I, like, I've tried to really think about like, well, did it have like a hat on? Cause you know, like the hat man thing. Right. And, um, I mean, not really, I can't really think of anything, you know, to that effect. I just, it just kind of looked like, like a really tall man. Um, and I mean, I was nine or 10, so, mm-hmm. you know, I, even an average size, you know, guy would have been big, but I mean, at the time it seemed really tall. So. Yeah, that's creepy, man. For a kid to have something come out of the closet. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, right out of uh, every kid's nightmare. Right. Oh, it's terrifying. Well, and then, and then, to even add insult to injury, I had mentioned it to, well, I didn't, I didn't tell my dad like what had happened or whatever, but 
you know, I had mentioned something about the closet and he was like, Oh, well, you, you know, that, um, you know, that this is, that's the only way that you can get up into the attic. And uh-huh. apparently there was something like some story that he had heard from, from like a, you know, somebody that lived in the town that knew like a previous owner back in the day. But, um, like, you know, they had said that they had heard a story that like somebody like, you know, like one of the slaves or two or something had like committed suicide in the attic or, but you know, who knows? I don't know if, I don't know if there's any truth to any of that, but right, it, it was weird. I grew up in a farmhouse yeah. built in the 1800s, I think 1860s or something, maybe 1870s. Oh, wow. And, uh, my one bedroom after all my brothers moved out, they had the the big bedroom and, and I moved into, into the big bedroom and uh, it kind of became a, an art studio as much as, as a bedroom at this point. I was the yeah, last, yeah. last of six kids. So nobody, none of the other, my other siblings were living at home still. So I kind of had all the old bedrooms were, were mine to play with basically other than my parents' room, you know? Oh, wow. Sl- I slept in one, made an art studio in the other, but, uh, I, I was sleeping in the one that, that I was using mostly for an art studio. It, all, it also had a bed in it. So I could sleep in there and for whatever reason, yeah. sleeping in there one night. And there was a, sort of a spiral staircase that went up to the attic uh, or half spiral, I guess. And I woke up in the middle of the night and the door was up to, it was open. It had never been open. It wasn't, we didn't use that part of the attic. We didn't go up that way. Wow! Just in the middle of the night, I wake up and it was open. And that was uh, from that point on, it was taped shut. <laughs> that's Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that was, I wanted none of it. So I just, I just uh, taped it shut from that point. So it wouldn't, you know, be no chance of it coming open. Hopefully. Well, it didn't again. So. But uh, yeah, I didn't see anything or anything. I just woke up and, and it was open. That's enough. Yeah, that's, that's enough. <laughs> so where are we going next? Um, so I guess kind of shortly, well, and also kind of a, a backstory. Like I was upset. Like I had an aunt who, um, well, first of all, I grew up in North Georgia near like Cleveland, Helen, that kind of area, you know, real rural people. Like my whole family are, you know, farmers and, mm-hmm. you know, just, just working blue collar, you know, people. But I had an aunt who was, you know, she was kind of my, the only person, I guess, that I had in my family. I actually have her, her name tattooed on my chest, but she was like the only person in the family who was all about like imagination. And, and you know, I, I was a really imaginative kid. I wanted to be a comic artist and, and you know, I didn't really care about sports or anything like that. So she was like really big into like, you know, she was like a huge Stephen King fan. And that, that was like the first place that, or the first time that I'd ever heard of you know, Stephen King, like when I was a kid. And, and so she was kind of my, my lifeline. So I was, I was really big into like, um, I mean, I guess you would say the paranormal, I guess back then I feel like it was different because, you know, like I I specifically remember going on vacation and, um, and just renting all these or checking out all these books from the library and it'd be like, you know, one on Loch Ness and the other on, you know, one of the time life, you know, Mm -hmm. UFO books. And like, I was just obsessed with all that kind of stuff. So, um, so anyway, so, uh, when I was 11 or 12, I had a buddy, a buddy and I, it was actually my birthday. And so I can't remember roughly, it was like when I was either turning 11 or turning 12. So the only real time that I've seen like a UFO situation was we were like camping out in the front yard for my birthday party and all the other kids at the party had 
you know, falling asleep. It was, it was like kind of late, like 12 or one. It was me and then my buddy from New Hampshire. And we were, you know, we were all into like any kind of supernatural stuff. And so we were just like laying, like staying up, just like, you know, talking or whatever. And everybody else had passed out. And so I can't remember if, if it was me or if it was him, but one of us noticed that there was something like moving outside, like in the sky. And we kind of like jumped up and like unzipped the tent and like went out, went out to the yard and we were like looking around and couldn't see anything. And after doing that several times, we realized that like we were able to see something that was in the sky and it was kind of, you know, like flitting around. But for some odd reason, it was only whenever the little, like the screen was zipped, which is really odd because I had read like an article years and years later. It was talking about, um, you know, certain, I don't know if it would be like a frequency, but it would basically be like certain things, you know, you could only see if, if certain, I don't know, like ref- through like refraction or through almost right, like a like screen type thing. Filters and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like a filter. Yeah. Um, but that was, that was a, cr- that was insane because it lasted for, I don't know, probably 20 or 30 minutes. And we kept, it was like, we couldn't believe what we were seeing. We And, you know, stupidly, we kept like unzipping the tent and going outside and it was like, no, it's, it's only when we're looking through the little, you know, the little zip down screen. So, mm-hmm. so that was pretty wild. What did yeah. it look like? I mean, it, you know, we really, it, you know, it was, it was at night and, um, and in North Georgia, like the stars are all pretty bright. So, um, it was just, it was just like a, like a reddish, orangish, kind of whitish. It would, I guess it was kind of changing, but I mean, you would just kind of see it like moving across the sky and it would make these sharp, you know, 90 degree turns and then it would kind of blink out and, you know, we wouldn't see it for a couple of minutes and then it would just like pop back up, hmm. which was wild. Yeah. So yeah, yeah we were, 90 degree turns. I mean, you know, very few things can do that. And yeah, you were yeah. at speed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. But yeah, that kind of got us into like the, the whole UFO thing. But um I haven't really seen anything since that was kind of the, you know, the one and only, I would love to see a UFO, but that was about it. Um, so I went to high school. I wanted to be a comic artist. And then uh, long story short, I started a, a band. Like in the meantime, I, I got accepted to a school uh, called the Joe Kubert school in New Jersey. Um, oh, I'm familiar with comic. Yeah. 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 Um, and I was supposed to go there and I was like, well, I'll take a year off and, and make some money. And I just started like a little band and everything just kind of kicked off and you know I, I like wrote pretty much all the music and I, just, I realized that like everything just came really easy as far as like songwriting and stuff and so ended up getting a record deal to like an indie label in Alabama and then you know we did a ton of touring like warp tour and a whole bunch of stuff so um, that was several years and then probably when I was like 22 or 23 we had gotten out of that contract because it had kind of gotten shady and there was some stuff. So I'd come home they and always do. Um, yeah, the, yeah. Every single time, which is funny because I have the same thing happens like, you know, several years after that again. So, okay. but yeah, so I, I'd come back and the same house that we saw the US, UFO, uh, the house that I grew up in, there was like a little loft space beside it. So it was kind of like a two car garage underneath. And then you would go upstairs and it would just be like one sort of big open kind of loft area space. Um, and it was where we would, we would have band practice and stuff before. So I'd come home and like the band was still going, but I was no longer 
we, we were no longer living in Alabama and, and touring and stuff. So I just I set up a bed and it was kind of a temporary thing. So I remember I was there for probably three or four months. And this is like where things get crazy. And this is probably where I have more questions for you than, than anything. Cause like this, this kind of kicks off everything. So, um, I was laying in the bed and I didn't have cable, didn't have a TV or anything at the time. Cause I just moved everything up there and I was sort of facing to my left. And then, uh, and it, I would like, if I faced my, if you'd face to your left, like you're looking out and you can see the whole room. But then if, if I turn right, you know, the bed kind of ends and then there's a foot between the bed and like the wall. And then there was like a little, like a little power, you know, like Jack input that, um, you know, I would watch like a laptop, like watch movies while I was falling asleep or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so it was plugged into the wall. So, and it was like an old laptop. So it would get like really, really hot. So I was, uh, you know, sleeping and I kind of like woke up to behind me. It was like, it looked like the whole loft was like on fire. And it was like a, like a, you know, millisecond of just sheer panic where I was like, Oh my God, you know, the, I left the the laptop on the bed and you know, the whole place is, is burning up. So I immediately like jump over and, you know, jump to the right of me and like kind of look over like the edge of the bed. And there it was the first time that I'd ever seen it. This little, it was like a little, I mean, I hate the word orb, but it was like a little, little ball that was probably the size of like, I don't know, like a baseball, but it was like self-illuminating and it was just kind of like wobbling next to the, where the wall was. And as soon as I like, you know, jumped over to, cause I was, I was on like the, the one side of the bed, you know? And so I kind of, you know, hoisted myself over um, and I was able to like just barely look over the edge of the bed. And it was like, as soon as I did that, it just sort of, I don't know, just kind of wobbled into the wall and then just disappeared. Huh. Which was insane. And so, you know, I, I didn't see anything else, uh, you know, like that at, at the time, but probably several weeks later, and this is another thing that's, that's, uh, I, you know, I have no idea what this, what this would be or, you know, so if you, if you've heard of anything like this, let me know. But, um, it was like I woke up in the middle of the night and um, I was really, you know, we were out in the country. So like there were two big windows on each side of the loft. So on, on the one side, it faced our driveway and it, you know, it was like a big valley and, you know, it would, the driveway would work its way out to the, to the main road. And then on the other side of the loft was like, the, you could look out back because uh, we had like pastures and stuff where we would keep our horse and stuff. And so it was like, I just woke up in the middle of the night. And I wasn't really scared or anything, but I was kind of notorious for, you know, I was by myself. So I was notorious for like always going to the windows and just making sure, you know, everything's okay, which I, I, I still do that. But, and, so, but it was weird. I, I just woke up randomly, kind of walked over and looked out like the back window and I opened it up like I would always do. And, and I stuck my head out. And as I was doing that, I could see kind of below me which would have been, I don't know, maybe not even 20 feet away. It was just this sort of, it was like really dark. I guess the moon wasn't really out that night, but it was really dark. But it was just like a white kind of figure, I guess. But the weirdest thing is like it, 
it was it was like it was like on a like a train track or something it, like the the closest thing i can describe it is like in home alone you know and kevin puts the cardboard cutout like on the train track mm-hmm. and it's like there was no there were no like no gate in the walk or anything like that but it was just like it was just kind of gliding and it started heading towards like my grandmother lived like down the hill like probably i don't know not quite a quarter of a mile but like her house you know you could see it and it was just right down the way from ours and so this thing just kind of slowly kind of glided and it kind of disappeared in the woods so i ran to the other side of the other window that was in the front and um opened the window and i could see you know, I like stuck my head out and I could see she had like a motion detector light and I didn't see anything. And I was, I'm like waiting. I'm like, God, like, what is that? And sure enough, all of a sudden I see the motion light come on and I see this white thing just kind of like zip right on by like her house. Wow. So I have no idea. Like, have you ever heard of anything that just kind of like glides like that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, so many Bigfoot reports that talk about a moving like that. It's, it's, they say they look like they're cross country skiing or they're just gliding along the ground or something like that. Uh, they, wow. they describe it very, very similarly. Like there's no gate was, did this have a humanoid form? I mean, it was, it was like really dark. Uh, like I was saying, so, I mean, I would say yes, but I really couldn't make out, you know, much of it. I mean, and, and if it wouldn't have done sort of the gliding thing, I would have thought like, okay, maybe somebody's trying to like, you know, break in or um, like in the, you know, like the storage or like our, the carport, like beneath me or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was just the weirdest thing. And I mean, it was kind of, I guess it was kind of fast too, sort of. I mean, not like it would be like if you were not like full sprint, but if you were kind of jogging, it would be like that sort of speed, but it was just gliding on by. And it, it wasn't like glowing white. It was just seemed like it was white in color. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of, I mean, maybe somewhat reflective from like the, whatever moon was out, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, there, there was no like illumination or anything. So it seemed um, like moving on two legs. So. Uh, I, maybe like, I, I couldn't really tell, you know, it was almost like mm-hmm. it was just, you know, humanoid sort of size. And I mean, maybe I could see like sort of arms, but it, it looked pretty stationary as far as the the body. But again, it goes back to, it. you know, whatever it was would have had to have some sort of form that, you know, would have set off like the motion, like right. my grandmother's, right. which is, yeah. which is really weird. Yeah. That's so, a lot. yeah. Yeah. Um, and it it appeared to be just normal human size ish, you know, in that range. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember like, I mean, granted I was like sort of looking down from like a two story sort of garage loft kind of thing. So, um, you know, my perspective was a little off, but yeah, I would say maybe I wouldn't say it was tall. I would say maybe, you know, I don't know, anywhere from five to five and a half mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. feet tall yeah that's yeah wild. yeah yeah I, i've gotten a number of reports of of well bigfoot because just that's my main thing but uh that I'm, you know i'm writing the book and, and so forth but that, other entities too where people describe this kind of 
very smooth gliding like motion when it walks. There's no like up and down bounce, you know, like a human when they walk. It's just That's uh, weird. Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, I mean, you know, I don't even know what that's about. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, who knows? The accounts that you've heard, are they sort of like Sasquatch, Bigfoot? For the like most the part. The look of them? Yeah, yeah, for the most part. And again, you know, people just say like whatever it was, it didn't, it didn't you know, humans kind of do that bounce when they walk a little bit. Right, yeah. And they say that, that it doesn't. And of course, you know, your guys who believe they're, they're just giant monkeys that are undiscovered. This is because they have a mid tarsal yeah. break and they're extremely right. efficient in, in their locomotion and they don't do the up and down thing. But then you start hearing these other reports where people say, you know, they saw little, little gnome men or, or, you know, aliens or something else, you know, and, and they move that way too. You, you get the, the, again, this is one of those descriptions that kind of goes across the board. Well, and, and I remember, um, I'd looked online a lot and I think I'd, I'd ran across something where somebody had, I cannot remember, but it was, it was something like in regards to like, like, you know, the Appalachia and, and like granny magic. And, and like, I guess there was a term called, they, they called them like white shadows or something. Hmm. And I, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever heard that term, but I haven't, um, but I'm very, very interested because just in, you know, our experiences at that place we call Site 7, and then oh, yeah. in general talking to other people, the number of people who are reporting seeing white creatures is, it far outnumbers the possibility of you know, something being albino. Like a, albino, I, yeah. I have the, the figures in the new book, I forget what it is, but the, the instance of albinism is very, very small in animals. It's pretty rare, yeah. yeah. So if you're talking about a, a rare animal to begin with, if we're talking about an animal, and then what percentage of that rare animal would be, you know, would have albinism and then people, you know, how often would people see that? And then suddenly I'm getting reports from all over people seeing stuff. And honestly, everything we've ever seen at that site seven area, anybody's ever seen at that site seven Mm -hmm. area, except one time a woman saw something that she said it looked like a, like a really large uh, otter or something like a giant otter. That was Brown. Oh, weird. But everything else strange that anybody has ever seen there has been white or gray. Really? Yeah, yeah. And it's just like I so I have no clue. But that's so I'm gonna have to look up these white shadows. That's that's very very interesting to me. Yeah, I, I wish I wish that I could I could remember. I mean, this was years ago, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, all I remember is I, it was it was something some site that was sort of I can't remember if it was like a forum or it was something related to you know. Appalachia and like sort of sort of that side of the paranormal or that little right. pocket of paranormal. Right. Yeah. Um, that sounds very, very interesting. Um, yeah. It, it was going to require like, and what, what's funny too is, you know, um, even just the term like a white shadow, it, that sounds like, Oh yeah, that sounds like a thing, but, but I'd never heard of it until mm-hmm. then. So, yeah. Um, so, Moving on. Well, uh, before, and we did, do, before we okay. move on, uh, the orb that you woke up and saw. So when you woke up and you said you thought the room was on fire, was all that light coming from the orb or was that? A, uh, yeah, the whole, the whole room was like completely lit up and it was all from that. Wow. Like wow. literally to the point where, you know, and again, it was, you know, like half a second or something before I, you know, woke up in panic and looked over, you know, to where the light was coming from. But um yeah it was it was like i mean i i literally thought like i'm going to burn to death <laughs> like wow. this place is you know going up in flames 
Um, but yeah, it, as soon as I, and again, this, this is why originally, and you know, the, the orb thing kind of keeps going on. I guess that's like one of the, the main things that I have sort of questions about, you know, for you, but I kind of feel like I'm a little bit of an, an anomaly because, um, this stuff, like this particular loft that I live in and it, you know, again, I don't know. I, I thought originally like, well, maybe it's some sort of, you know, environmental anomalous fluctuation with, you know, some kind of magnetic thing because, you know, there, there was like, you know, pretty large Native American encampments in the area. And then it's right in the middle of uh, the loft. Like if, if you look down into the pasture, you know, what I was talking about, you know, there's basically two creeks that converge into one. And so there's all this, your typical sort of ghost kind of thing. They'd be like, Oh, that's, that's gotta be it. But, (laughs) um, but yeah, there's, there's a whole lot more of like the orb stuff, but, um, but yeah, it, I guess, I guess the thing that sort of separates me and like a lot of other people is like, I mean, even just that first, you know, sort of experience, I was literally two feet from it. Wow. So I was like right up on it and it was, it, it just kind of wobbled and then immediately just like, just like disappeared. Did it look like it had dimension to it? Did it look like a, you know, like a globe kind of? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it's weird because I've thought about this a lot, but yes, but then I don't know. There's something about it, like the way it would just sort of phase into the wall that that is sort of like, well, I don't know. Maybe it's kind of like a like some sort of like plasma or like mm-hmm. like ball lightning or you know, which which after I tell you some of the stuff that happens eventually, I feel like a lot of that stuff kind of gets discredited. But yeah, I mean, it felt like it kind of had mass, but then, you know, then again, it, it was able just to kind of pass through the wall. Right. Um, and then, and then I didn't even mention this, but you know, as soon as it did that, I mean, I was like freaking out. I'm like, what in like, what is this? You know, again, I, I jumped up as fast as I could and I ran to the front, um, the front of the loft and like opened the window and, you know, because it, it would have phased out into like the, you know, probably, I don't know, 12 feet up from the ground below. Mm-hmm. So it would have, and there was nothing. So I don't know. It's, it's really weird. We'll get back to our interview with Tyler in a moment. I want to take this time to thank our patrons. Thank you so much, patrons. All of you are the reason why Strange Familiars exists. At this point, we don't get any support other than our patrons, so we cannot thank you enough. If you like Strange Familiars and you'd like to help us continue to make content, you can become a patron at Patreon. That's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. We do at least one full exclusive episode of Strange Familiars for our patrons every month. We try to do more. Some months we've done as many as three, I think. And we give other benefits besides. I try to give discounts on my music when I do a new record or special offers and stuff throughout the year on different things. But at $3 a month, you will get that one full episode and the satisfaction of knowing that you're helping make Strange Familiars happen. 
patrons, thank you so much for your support. Patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. If you do not like the idea of a recurring subscription like Patreon and you just want to help us out with a one-time donation, in the show notes under every episode at strangefamiliars.com is a paypal.me link. You can make a one-time donation that way. Everyone can help by sharing the show on social media, by liking and subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Himalaya is what I use, Podbean, whatever podcatcher you use. Your (laughs) phone? I think that's a little general. (laughs) That's how I listen to podcasts. (laughs) Whatever podcatcher you use, make sure to like and subscribe and to leave us those nice five-star reviews because that helps put the show in front of new potential listeners. And now back to our interview with Tyler. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So how many times have you seen the orbs? So the, the, and, and again, the only, the only place that I've ever seen these things um, was at my mom, you know, on my mom's house, the house that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so like I said, I was home for a while and then we ended up getting signed to um, Interscope Records and I moved to LA for, I don't know, almost four years, three and a half, four years. And then I would have, I came back and um, I would have been around like 27 ish, 26, 27. And at the time, my fiance at the time, my wife now, we've been married for 10 years, you know, this October, but you know, she would come up and, and, and hang out and stuff. And so, um, you know, I had seen that years and years ago and honestly, I I didn't really think about, I didn't really think anything about it. And I remember, and she, she's really, um, like both of us are Christians, but I'm like probably really open-minded as far as 
you know, this kind of stuff goes. I, but for her, it's a little more like, okay, if there's anything that's like sort of paranormal related, it's, it's gotta be bad or it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it dark. But for me, um, you know, I'm just like, Oh no, maybe it's some sort of electromagnetic thing or whatever. But, um, so anyway, so again, it, it had happened years ago and hadn't really thought about it. So I was by myself. She wasn't there. And I had started at this point, I had started up another band and we were touring again to, um, like we toured with Kings of Leon and Strokes and um, had like a really great, really, you know, great life, really. So, um, but I remember we had played somewhere, somewhere and got in really, really late. And, you know, the, it was just before the sun was coming up and I'm laying in bed. And then, um, so directly in front of me was, I had like my drafting table, like our desk. It was like, you know, again, I'm kind of looking up at the ceiling, but out of my you know, periphery sort of, you know, in front of me, I guess. Um, uh, same kind of thing. I saw, I just, it was like something caught my eye and it was this little, maybe a little bit smaller than the first one. So maybe like a, uh, maybe like a tennis ball or maybe a little bit smaller, mm-hmm. but this one was like, like blue. And I, I, I didn't have a feeling of like, Oh man, it's something, this is dark. This is, you know, and another thing like about me is like, I, you know, I I kind of hate the whole sensitive thing, but I think there is some reality to it. And so I've always kind of had like a discernment for certain things like, you know, hey, we need to get out of here. Or, hey, like if something was sort of bad, it was like I can kind of, you know, feel it, I guess. Yeah, um, well, I think I try to explain it that like, look, nobody has superpowers, right? We all have mm-hmm. we all have access to this stuff, but it's just like art. You know, some people just happen to have a little more skill and some people practice and develop that skill. It's just, yeah, you know what I mean? It, exactly. I, I think it's like that. But and anyway, sorry, proceed. No, 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 no. I, I, I totally agree. So, yeah, I, I, I kind of see it. And it was like there was a part of me that was, I was like, man, I really just like want to look at this thing. But it was like I kind of knew that um, that like, I don't know, it was like I had the feeling of, well, if I look directly at it, it's going to see me and it's going to disappear. And like, sure enough, I like, I, I couldn't like keep looking at the ceiling and just watch it, you know, out of my periphery. So, um, I, I just kind of like lifted my head up and looked at it and yeah, it was like, it knew exactly when my eyes were on it and same kind of thing. It was like, but this one was kind of a little faster. Um, and it just sort of, you know, blipped into the wall. And I, di- I didn't even catch this while it was happening, but as soon as it like had disappeared, I I realized like that my eyes were like pouring tears. I wasn't crying or anything, but it was it was like a I don't know some kind of like physiological response or something. Um, and now were they burning? Like you know what I mean from from the no 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 it, I, I I I mean at least I don't think so, but um, no it was just it just felt, you know, it would be like if you had like really bad allergies, you know, and your eyes were just watering mm-hmm. or something. Um, but there wasn't any kind of like fear or like shock or anything like that. that you know, that would sort of trigger that like tear response. It was just, I don't know. It was weird. It was, it was the first time that anything like that had ever happened. Yeah. That's, and so, that's strange. I, I think you told me a little bit about that. Cause I had talked about that. Uh, yeah. Friend of mine who was doing the, the, uh, 
pendulum dousing with the spirit contact. And uh, yeah, I was overcome by, and I wasn't, like I said, I didn't feel particularly sad. I just like mm-hmm. so, suddenly I'm just crying. It was, it was a uh, very strange, almost like something took over my tear ducts. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, when I had heard yours, I was thinking that I thought that you were talking about more like, um, you know, that you were like sort of physically crying. Whereas, um, with mine, there wasn't any, there was like no other sort of, um, you know, symptoms other than like just my eyes were just like pouring, you know, no, I mean, I don't, I, I don't even think I knew I was crying until one of these two women looked at me and said, Oh, he's crying. And, and like I said, I didn't feel particularly sad or connected to this, whatever this, you know, the so-called entity that they were contacting. I didn't feel any, you know, particular connection or anything. I was, sort of a passive observer, you know, and, uh, and yeah. uh, suddenly I'm, and I wasn't, like I said, I didn't feel particularly sad or anything. I was just kind of there, but it upset them enough where they stopped. I remember they're like, Oh, we better stop. It's really affecting him. And I was just kind of more confused than anything else. Like what? I don't, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I think. <laughs> that is crazy. I mean, what do you think? What do you think that is? I don't know. I don't know for a well, second. And I hadn't thought about it, you know, for a long time until uh, I don't even remember how it came up in whatever show that was. And, uh, you know, when you contacted me about it afterwards, I thought a little bit more about it. I was like, yeah, you know, I, I really wasn't, I wasn't invested in the procedure particularly. At least I didn't feel like I was, I felt like just a very passive observer. So I don't know Mm -hmm. if if there was some kind of subconscious, you know, emotional response or something. I, I, I can't really say I can't speak to it, but, uh, it was, yeah. I remember being sort of like, I'm like, I didn't know I was crying until they pointed it out. And then I was like, oh, that's I, okay. You know, <laughs> just being sort of not freaked out necessarily, but just kind of not understanding like the, what's the, going on. Yeah. The mechanics of the tears. Right. In a sense. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and what's weird about mine too is, you know, so that was the first one. And then um, probably in the next following, like several weeks or months, it, honestly, they kind of started getting like a little more like frequent. Like I saw another one that was like across the room. This one was like a little bigger. And like, that was the thing too, is like the size would, would always kind of change. Like I would say like the smallest one that I ever saw was like, you know, like a, like a bouncy ball. And then the biggest one would be like a, maybe a little bigger than like a softball mm-hmm. kind of thing. But yeah, it, it, it got to where like the frequency was kind of crazy. And what's really crazy is um, I would say maybe so. So that would have been the second one that I'd ever seen. And I just moved back. And then, you know, like I said, like the following month, I saw like a really, really tiny one across the room and the same kind of thing. It was like they never would. They they were only like around the baseboards. They were never like up in the air or anything like that. And and again, there was there were there was no like sort of malevolent like dark or evil or demonic or anything like that like it just felt like i don't know it almost felt like they were like curious or something as Mm -hmm. weird as that sounds because at at, at this point i was thinking it's got to be some kind of you know like where we are like our you know maybe there's some kind of like mineral underground that's like right, some kind of environmental factor that's something yeah you know something that we just you know scientifically we don't quite understand yet and i kept thinking about like plasma and you know i grew up like a comic kid so you know the plasma like 
you know, every superhero has like their energy blast and stuff. Right. And so it just kind of felt, it felt like something like that as weird as that sounds. But, um, but so as it, as it kept going, I'd seen a really tiny one and then like, you know, like a grapefruit or like softball size one. Um, and again, the colors would always kind of change too. It'd always be like either sort of this bluish whitish kind of thing or, or like an orange, red, white, you know, kind of changing kind of colors, but, um, but they would never change from like one color to the next. So it all, so it kind of felt like, like, okay, well that one's just, his color is blue or, uh, yeah, gotcha. you know, yeah. but so in seeing those like two more times by this point, um, the second time the same thing happened where as soon as I like caught it out of the corner of my eye, it was like my eyes just started, you know, pouring again. But then by the third one, I was I'm trying to think, I don't think I was, I think I was like reading or, or maybe drawing or something in the bed. Um, and I saw it like out of the corner of my eye, but like probably like 20 or 30 seconds before, like my eyes just started like streaming, like before it happened. And so that's to me, like, you know, I would love to hear your take on that because it was, and, and every, every time after that, it was like this response mechanism was happening before I would even see them. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know what to make of that unless it's, you know, whatever, before your eyes are seeing them, your body knows they're there somehow, you know? Yeah. Right. That's, that's the only yeah. thing I could, I could possibly so I'm thinking that <laughs> this is an odd thing, but there there were these uh, potato chips. I would eat when I was young, and uh, uh-huh. they, they had Old Bay. So I don't know if you have Old Bay down there. So oh yeah, I love Old Bay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they were they were Old Bay potato chips. They were really spicy. At least they seemed like that, like that as a kid. Now you can't get them anymore. Now they've just changed them to crab chips, and they 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 taste different. But wait, then, are, they, are they made by a company called Oots or something? Yeah, Oots. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, we, we toured all over the U S so like we used to get them up in like up North. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can only get out. They'll, they'll only uh, go as far as their, their trucks can drive in a day. So that's the, the range of Utz products. Oh, wow. So it's, cool. it's, yeah, it's all about freshness supposedly, but, but in any case, yeah, it was Utz. But when I was little, they were old Bay crab chips and mm-hmm. I liked the taste of them so much. And I could do it with crabs too, that I could actually imagine the flavor so well that I could make my eyes water from them. Like just what? like I could sit in class, I could sit in class and just recall the, the flavor and the taste so much that I could actually start like making my eyes water from, from the heat. So it's just, you know, obviously <laughs> it's just this kind of learned response that my body had, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I wonder if, uh, if something similar was going on, you know? With, yeah. I don't know. Well, and, and like when, I, if I get like really scared, you know, if I'm like, you know, in a situation that, you know, there's fear. It's like my eyes will sort of well up. And again, it's not like a crying thing, but it's just like Mm -hmm. a response. But it's, I just felt like this was just so weird because there was like not even a a hint of like fear or so. So then my, you know, now wife at the time, fiance, you know, she would come up and stay every now and then. And I, I was really like hesitant to tell her, you know, because I'm, like, you know, I, like, I love this kind of stuff. Like, I think it's just fascinating and, you know, like you, you know, I, I, you know, and, and at that point I was doing like a ton of research and I'm like, 
every spare moment I'm like, you know, trying to find anybody that's like seeing these orbs, but even just the terminology of orbs, you know, yeah, it's, it's, just, uh, problem it's really difficult. In, in yeah, it's, yeah. 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 It's really tough. Um, but what's, well, I'll, I'll go into this after I'll tell you this. So, um, so my wife at the time or my wife now had, had come up and, um, we were like hanging out or whatever. And, um, and she, or wait, I'm trying to think how this went. Cause this is, this has been a while. Um, I'm 30, I just turned 38 in June. So, um, I would have been 20, 27, I guess. And she, well, no, no, no. Oh yeah. So, so I'm facing like the direction of the loss loft. So I'm facing left and then she would be to my right. And my eyes are kind of closed and, but I, I see like a blue light, but then at the time, like, uh, I was always like a flip phone dude at that point. And, um, you know, my now wife, Courtney, she had, um, you know, she had brought like her, her laptop, her like little MacBook. So like, you know how it breathes, mm-hmm. um, and like the little blue light sort of pulses. Right. Um, so, you know, I was kind of almost asleep and I kind of saw it with my eyes, but then I just assumed, Oh, it's just like her laptop. She just set up on the table and she jumps up and like, like grabs me. And is like, what the expletive is that? And she immediately was like, I just saw an orange ball. Wow. And I was like, like, it was weird because like, I've kind of felt like I was, had betrayed her for not even mentioning it, but like, it really felt good too, because it was like, man, this is like validation that I'm not like losing it, you know? Right. I'm not seeing um, things. It's, you know, they're yeah, here. yeah. And because most of most of them, other than like maybe one or two that I'd seen, you know, they were either I was asleep or it was, you know, like, you know, 530 in the morning or so this was like really great in a way. But the weirdest part is that like I was like, wait a minute, what do you mean you saw an orange ball? Because what I had seen was blue. And because I I thought that it was like the breathing of her laptop, but right. So, and this happened several more times where anytime the two of us would see something, she would see a different color than what I would see. Oh, wow. Which, and I, you know, luckily, and again, I, I'll, I would never find it if I tried now, but um, I was doing all this research and, and I ended up going down a forum where um, there was a couple and they, we're talking kind of about the same thing. They were sitting on the floor playing video games and they saw like a little ball kind of like, like come out of the baseboards, um, you know, and, and the guy had seen one color and then the girl had seen the other color. Hmm. So that, so that's another fascinating kind of weird sort of thing. So, um, so anyway, long story short, this kind of happened, you know, I kind of spilled the beans and, and told her, Hey, you know, this is something I've kind of seen. And for her, she was just not really having it because, you know, like I said before to her, it's like, well, this is some sort of like paranormal thing, which equals, you know, it's probably like demonic or whatever. Right. Uh, so she never wanted to talk about it, never wanted to get into it or anything. But meanwhile, any spare moment that I have, I'm just like 
you know, have 15 tabs open just trying to find anything I can on like orbs or whatever. So it was almost like the more that I was obsessed with it, the more that I kind of um, kept going down the rabbit trail, like the orbs, like I, I had stopped kind of seeing them. And then there was another night where we were both laying in bed and like I have cold chills right now, even thinking about this, but you know, all the lights were totally off. Um, we're both laying, both of us are facing to the left, which is like sort of facing the open loft, you know, like big, like 12 foot, you know, 13, 14 foot ceilings. And it was like three camera flashes in midair, like, like across the room. Huh. And it was the, it was absolutely terrifying to the point where I immediately like there, there was no tears this time. There was no anything like that, but it was like this absolute feeling of like dread, like whatever, whatever this is, is not the same as like the orbs wow. or the balls or whatever. Yeah. And I think that had happened, that happened again, like, like one more time, but to the point where like my wife, you know, she had stopped. She like stopped coming up. Cause she was like, I don't like this. I don't, but it was almost like I got the feeling that like, because I was kind of obsessing over it and kind of going down that road that, um, I, you know, I don't, I don't even know. I don't think I even saw one of the orbs again, but, um, the flash, well, no, 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 actually I take that back. So I saw, we, we both saw the three, the three flash, you know, and at that point we slept with like every light on and, it was just, it was really, we, we both got up and like prayed over the room and it was, it was really scary. And then I think we had seen like one, like little thing, like flash or something like behind her again. And then I, 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 I saw another one when I was by myself. It, but again, it felt like, because I was like, kind of, I don't know. And she, you know, of course it's, this is her like opportunity to say, well, you've opened yourself up to it, you know? So Right. You know, of course, like the, you know, it's evil or demonic or whatever. Um, but I mean, I kind of think maybe she, maybe she was onto something, but like whatever those flashes were, were like the opposite of the little, the little wobbly, you know, balls. Yeah. It was terrifying. This, and this all happened at your mom's house. Yeah. At, um, well, probably, you know, 30 foot in like a separate little building from my mom's house well, up well, in Cleveland, property. Georgia. Yeah. 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 Her property. Are there woods nearby? I know you said there was two creeks, but are there woods nearby? Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's like surrounded by woods. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, and again, like two, you know, a lot of native American sort of presence in the area, a lot of, you know, arrowheads all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, two cr- like pretty big creeks, like converge down in like the bottoms. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's super interesting. And, and so, you know, it's ripe with sort of all those, you know, your your typical sort of like ghost guy is going to be like, oh, yeah, all these things are. Right. You know. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, but I don't know. I, I'm about to ask another one of those questions now. I don't know that it matters, you know, but it's just one of the things that, that you know, we kind of note because it does pop up. Is there quartz or and or granite in the ground? Do you know? Um, I'm not sure about the, I don't think granite, I think granite's probably, um, like 
so, like, you know, further south. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, it's all pretty mountainous. So, yeah, I would say a decent amount of quartz probably. Yeah. No, and, and again, I don't know what to do with that. It's just something that comes up a lot. You know what I mean? It is just something I, I'm curious about and something I know. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, I mean, at this point, I, I don't know. I, it was, I almost feel like, like the little, the little like balls or orbs or whatever felt like, and I, I don't know. I, like I'm, I'm really kind of split because like I'm, I, half of me thinks that, that like, well, it's got to be some sort of like atmospheric condition, like some kind of, you know, focus of like energy is just like creating this little thing. And even if it's just on like the visual spectrum, mm-hmm. but, but like, I swear it was like every single, it was like, even, even if my head was kind of in the other direction, the sec, it was like, it, it knew the exact moment that my eyes like would look at it and they would, they would immediately leave. And, and they weren't really like fast or anything that it wasn't like, cause I've talked to a couple of people and they're like, well, you know, we think that, you know, maybe it's some sort of like alien or like a drone type thing, which I've, I've heard all through the years, which, um, I mean, I don't know, maybe, but this just felt a lot like it was just kind of slow and like wobbly and like it, it wasn't like really precise, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It would just kind of like amble into the wall and then it was gone. But then, you know, like I said, like as I became kind of obsessed with it, um, those just kind of went by the wayside. And I don't know if, if that was because, you know, that that just happened to be the last time that I'd seen whatever that was, whatever those things were. And then because I was so like kind of opening myself up, you know, it, it goes back to the, I don't know if it was Lovecraft, but, you know, you stare into the abyss long enough and, you know, the abyss stares back or right, right. whatever that it, it wasn't. Real, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank, but yes, I know the quote. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so I don't know. I don't know if it was that or, or if they were kind of linked and the first ones were supposed to pique my curiosity to the point of expelling all this like kind of obsession and energy putting into it, you know, and they turned into the flashes, but I mean, it was like, like, I cannot explain. Well, I've, I've heard a lot of accounts of like when people would be in the presence of, you know, Bigfoot or whatever, and they would have that feeling of, of dread. And that's probably the closest I can think of when like the flashes would start. But I mean, they literally, it literally looked exactly like, just like, like a camera was 12 foot up in the air and it was like flash and, you know, probably eight foot, to the right flash another six to eight foot flash like it went completely across like this really big open room but it was and the feeling was just it was awful it you just felt like man we're about to die and both times you saw it it just three flashes one two three and then well um, no the so the first one that that uh my wife and i saw was the three and that was terrifying but then um if, if i'm remembering right i think we had kind of caught like a flash out of our like peripheral vision. Like, um, and, and I'm thinking that like, maybe, I, I don't know if I'm kind of filling in the blanks with lack of memory, but you know, it was like, you could, you couldn't see behind like this, like the stairwell that would like walk downstairs to go into the garage, like the, the bottom level. So part of me is like, I remember it only, it's almost like I remember the flash being like 
down at that like little landing at the bottom of the stairs. So it was like, we would just see a flash of light, you know, kind of coming up from like down a flight of stairs sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And then I think the, the last time maybe I was, I was painting or drawing or something. Um, and I think it was like maybe kind of behind me or something, but whatever that was, like I, I, I would bet all the money that I had that, that it was, you know, definitely like malevolent, definitely something dark, whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I always tell people to pay attention to those feelings that they don't come out of nowhere usually for no reason. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's wild. But it's crazy. But, but again, what's weird is like, um, you know, the, which uh, this, I guess, like in my mind, kind of debunks the well, maybe your sort of body was experiencing experiencing fear, but like your mind wasn't really whenever you were seeing the ball. So that's why like your your eyes were watering. But um, yeah, they never did any of that with like the flashes, right? Um, which is kind of odd. It almost seems like you know, like I said, like if if I'm in those intense like fearful situations, you know, my eyes would kind of well up or but yeah, none of that with, with the flashes. Huh? Yeah. I, man, I don't know what they are, but that's wild. Because, you, and, and I feel like, and I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was you or if you were on, um, like Soraya's show or something, but I feel like somebody was talking about like flashes of light too yeah yeah well i had so when we were talking we did the the original site seven shows we were talking about flashes and we were talking about flashes of movement so we were right. talking about yeah this this white flash that we saw and really what it was is just a, a, a flash of movement not of light that mm-hmm. uh, moved across the path and uh a lot of people contacted me because they thought we meant flashes of light so a lot of people have seen these white flashes of light and oh my gosh really yeah, yeah. Now I don't know if they described it the same way you did. Like some people just say it's like a just a f- white flash that'll light up the landscape like day all of a sudden, and then mm-hmm. and then it's gone. So it seems like I mean, just from the mental picture I have of you, you can tell me if I'm wrong. It seems like yours are more concentrated, almost like you said, like a like a camera flash. While some, oh yeah, like ex- exactly like if like an old school camera with like those yeah. super bright flashes. Yeah, and it was some- like it it just like like shot across the room so it was like whatever this you know if you want to say it was like an entity like just sort of shooting like burst out it was like it flew across the room like while i was doing it Mm -hmm. yeah and a a lot of people contacted me i think soraya ended up doing a show on the white flashes i'll have to ask him because i'm pretty sure he, he did end up doing a show on that because enough people had contacted the both of it. I mean, we kind of share a lot of stuff back and forth, and I I think I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I don't know if it was after I was on his show talking about it or or what. Or maybe he was he was talking. I don't know if it was like a roundtable or maybe he was interviewing Jeff. Uh, what was it? Well, Jeff. Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Maybe he had like an account or something. I think he might. I think he might have had something in his apartment, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, Man, I would love to find out because that was. I know, I know Jeff crazy. listens to Strange Familiar, so Jeff, you can correct me if I'm wrong there. And uh, of course, you're welcome to come on and tell the story. Because yeah, yeah, I'm trying to remember. I, I think he did have something like that. Now that you mention it, man, that's awesome. 
yeah, it's, it's one of those things that's just, it's, you know, like everything else, it's, it's fascinating, but it's, it's like, I mean, will we ever figure this stuff out? It's sad to say, but I think we, we don't get to know. I wish we did. I don't think so either. I yeah. wish we did. But, uh, you know, at this point, I think it's part of the human experience, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's been with us forever. We've been writing about it forever. We can just called it different names. Yeah. We've been yeah. telling stories about it forever and just called it by different names. Different cultures have different names for it. But, uh, you know, as far as solving it, you know, I wish, I really wish there'd be some answers, but you I know, know, I think, I don't think we get them. That's the the thing. I don't think we get to know, which is, uh, boy, got to live with that one, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think we had briefly kind of talked over email about this, but, um, you know, with all this stuff, it's like, I, I don't know, as it, like, I feel like as a little kid, you know, like I, I, I mentioned, you know, I'd check out all these books from the library and like one book would be about Loch Ness and this one's about Bigfoot and this one's about, you know, UFOs. And, and it was very like easy to sort of swallow because, okay, this is its own field and then this is its field. But I feel like as the, as, as the older I get, the more that I'm number one, I'm not so nuts and bolts or flesh and blood anymore. I think, Maybe there's like a little bit of both as far as like UFO stuff. I, I, I don't, I think there's probably a lot of it that is our military or, you know, mm-hmm. black, mm-hmm. you know, crafts that we have that, you know, will we would think, you know, that, oh, it's, it's clearly extraterrestrial. But then again, I don't really know, you know, and then you get into like all the, like the more high strangeness stuff of that. It's like, um, and I can't remember. I'm terrible with names, but, um, you know, like one of the guys that was from, from like Lockheed Skunk Works did a speech and something about like, yeah, well, what do you know about ESP? And like, you know, a lot of that stuff linked in with like the UFO thing. So it's like, well, are they really actual crafts or is it almost more like an astral travel type, you know, shifting into like different dimensions and, it just gets crazy, but, oh, yeah. but I, 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 I feel like, you know, and you say like the other, I, I feel like, I don't know if it's like a trickster entity type thing quite, but I do feel like all these things are, are linked like the older I get, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, um, you know, you can't be sure about anything. And I always say if someone wants to talk about absolutes in this, they, they better prepared to show their work because, oh yeah, you just can't do that. But my personal feeling as I go on further and further is just like everything is confirming uh, in, in Josh's words, it's all one big ghost story. Um, yeah. You know, or absolutely. if you prefer one big alien story or if you prefer one big Bigfoot story, it doesn't matter which one you choose. They seem to be all tied together. But they overlap so much though. Like oh, the, yeah. all these UFO sightings and it's like, Oh, well that's weird. This guy had a, you know, saw a Sasquatch mm-hmm. or, or like the, you know, I mean, especially with like the orbs and like the light anomalies, you know, surrounding all these things. It's just, it's wild. Do you think that it's kind of a, like a trickster type thing? I mean, I, I've heard. Could be. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, the, the whole thing could be in a sense. I, I, I'm worried. The only thing I worry about, like calling it like a trickster is I think people have this image that it's it is a single entity then, you know what I mean? Being a trickster, like a, like the coyote 
Uh, oh yeah, no. I don't think of it like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it has. I think trickster may be one of the names that suits the phenomenon best. <laughs> if that, yeah, because you know, sort yeah, of dancing it, around, but you know, that's my way of saying yes, but I guess. Right. Well, I think the trickster aspect is like, you know, like the light anomalies that I saw. It's like, well, there it is, and you're going to wonder what those things were for the rest of your life, but you will mm-hmm. never know. It's like that's the trick. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, and the thing about it can be very playful until it's not. That's the other thing. Like the, the so that is like a thing too. Like I think, it just getting dark, certain things getting darker like that. Oh, I absolutely. I in my experience, absolutely. Like it's it starts out very playful and very almost childlike, and then at some point, I mean, according to the folklore I read, you know, I broke the rules of this of this exchange that that I was doing in Hex Hollow. I'm le- you know I'm leaving out food and I'm. I'm leaving out offerings and, and I asked for something yeah. and then I didn't take it. I, I got it. I asked for a skull and, and I, I got a skull. It was a decapitated wow. groundhog that was freshly killed. Uh, and I just, the head was laying there and I, I didn't, I didn't take it, which uh, according to folklore, I broke the rules. Right. So then You're all this, you were so cursed. <laughs> all this bad <laughs> stuff starts happening because I didn't take, cause I didn't want a gory, you know, I didn't want to take a gory groundhog. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I, I did get a skull, just you know, and you know, wow. if, according to folklore, I broke the rules, and then all this bad stuff starts happening. Like, like and I'm like, it's it's crazy. So it's, it, I mean, I realize how crazy it sounds, but I'm like, I, as I'm reading all these, you know, I'm reading this after the fact. I'm like, oh, I started this spirit gifting or whatever you want to call it, and then mm-hmm. I broke the rules, and then I played the consequences. But it got very dark very quickly, and it made me. Back me off a good bit for a while, you know. It's, but the, it, but then that could that could go into like okay, well, is it is it you like projecting this sort of like wives' tale thing into like sure, you know, it's almost like a thought form type I, of type thing. I hundred percent that could be it. You know, what I mean, hundred percent it could be me. You know, laying the 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 framework of this folklore over top of just mm-hmm. a bunch of coincidences that happened, and I think that's the the rub with all this stuff. Wow. You know, the day that, that uh, my son and I got attacked by the rabid raccoon. Yeah, yeah. Shortly after that, it was at the same location. It started and ended at a crossroads, literally called Crossroads. You know, uh, I didn't bring any offering at all that day because I'd been so freaked out by the previous, you know, having left the offering before, which yeah. is a no-no. You don't start and then stop. You know, I'd stop, I was leaving food and alcohol before and I did. I brought nothing this day and then it's, and, it, and there's all these synchronicities that surround it. People can listen to, I think it was episode 50 or 51 to hear this, this, the full story. There's tons of synchronicities that are all, go all around it to the point where it completely freaked me out. You know, like all these synchronicities just, just spinning around this incident. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm yeah. left like, was that a thing? Was that a message from, you know, whatever I was dealing with? Like you broke the rules, you, you, you know, we're going to smack your butt now or what, you know, or was it nothing? <laughs> or is it like some kind of weird, almost like pareidolia where sure. all of a sudden you're just noticing all these things because yeah, it could you, be you, you're, you're skinning this, you're putting a skin on the, on, you know, the situation. It absolutely could be. It absolutely could be. And, and I've said before, I choose to live a life of symbol. So that's a choice I make. So I choose to see coincidences uh, as synchronicity. Yeah. And so for me, it's a very, very strange and wonderful set of circumstances, but I won't argue if someone says oh, it's just a bunch of coincidences. I can't convince anybody of that because 
A, they weren't there, and B, mm-hmm. you know, I can, how can I argue that? I can't argue that it wasn't coincidences. You know, it's yeah, uh, it's it's all down to perspective. And for me, like I said, I I choose to live a life of symbol and and to see wonder in the world. It's just absolutely something that's essential for me. But me uh, yeah. And sometimes, believe me, I wish I could remove myself to that point and just be like, ah, it was nothing. You're making too much of it. You're making too much of it. Yeah, exactly. But I will tell you this. uh, My wife is a total skeptic about all this stuff. Tobe Johnson from Strange Brow, he sent me some items that he was left uh, to to leave out at uh, the areas where where I've been leaving stuff just to see what happens. Mm -hmm. And... One of the items uh, was was really really neat, and I was like, "Wow, I I I almost hate to leave this out there." And uh, yeah, and Allison didn't know that's what it was for. She's like, "Well, why would you leave it out there?" And I said, "Oh no, it's like he sent and he sent it for that purpose." And she got very serious very quick. She said, "Oh, he sent it for that." She's like, "No, we don't mess around with Hexhollow. You got to put that out there." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right." So you know, she's one of the most skeptical people I know who has. You know, and I don't know if it's just a better safe than sorry thing or not, but she got very serious very quickly. It's like, no, 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 that goes out. But but she's had quite a bit of like sort of weird paranormal type things, I right? She saw the flannel, man. You know, she saw yeah. the flannel, man. Yeah. She, she had the those black dog experiences when she was a little girl, which, you know, she she never fully said were dreams, but she wouldn't say they were anything else either you know it's just she's so much of a skeptic i think it's hard for her to weigh in and even now you know after hearing i don't know how many you know dozens and dozens possibly into the hundreds of flannel man stories now she still has difficulty saying it was more than a hypnagogic experience yeah my, my wife's the same way i mean even seeing like the orb stuff and um it's like and I think it's almost like it gets worse, like the longer the time goes by. It's like oh, she yeah. mm-hmm. she forgets a little more and more of like how just insane this little you know space and time was. Oh no, that's I think that's part of it too. I think the further way you get away from stuff, the more you kind of reason it away. The right, yeah. The, that's why I'm so glad we have tapes of us that night at Site Seven when we saw those lights. If he didn't have that laser that was turning them off, that was making them turn red and blink off, I know at this point I'd be going, I guess they were just something man-made that we didn't know what was back there. I guess that's, you know what I mean? But we we saw them act like, you know, no no man-made light I know when you shine a laser and it turns red and, and blinks out, you know? So I'm yeah, really thankful true. that A, we had that laser and we, you know, there were three of us who saw it doing that and that B, I have the tapes of that night so I can literally hear the wonder in our voice as we're looking at these yeah. things. And it's whatever they were, you know, they just weren't like any other light that I know of, you know? Right. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's very common for people, the further they get away from things, they'll start going, well, maybe, you know, maybe what I saw wasn't what I thought I saw, you know? And maybe, maybe that's like a defense mechanism too. Like a, Mm -hmm. you know, you're kind of building up a wall sort of between you and that thing that could be scary. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was, it was, it was early. We were, you know, or we were half asleep or whatever, right. but yeah. Oh yeah. I, I absolutely think so. Cause it's, I mean, this stuff's nutty. <laughs> it's just completely nutty. So it, you know, it's very difficult to talk about and I'm, I'm lucky I get to talk about it with people every week. So it's, no, uh, that's amazing. Yeah, and, and frankly, that's, that was, that was the main reason that I wanted to call in is because like, you know, I don't really have, I don't have a ton of people that I can talk to this stuff about because either you're,
Thanks for listening, everybody. We will continue our interview with Tyler on a patron episode. The next patron episode will be the rest of my interview with Tyler. So make sure to go to patreon.com slash strangefamiliars and sign up as a patron to hear the rest of that and more, many more. We have almost 50 patron episodes now. It's like a podcast in itself. It's almost like a separate podcast. Yeah. Except it's the same. (laughs) (laughs) So we have the photo of the week. We do. We broke our streak. Last week's photo of the week is still available, but that was a little more expensive. I can understand that. Yeah. Not everyone wants to plop down the equivalent of a nice dinner on a photo. Well, it's still there. We'll keep it up on Etsy. We'll number them, you know, photo of the week, number one, number two, number three, et cetera, in case someone gets the bug to collect them all. (laughs) So last week's photo, the, the dark fairy children, is still available. This week we'll go with something a little less expensive, I guess. Price conscious. (laughs) And this is something, I did advertise this on the Facebook Strange Familiars group, but obviously the podcast goes out to a lot more people than are in the Mm -hmm. group before Mm -hmm. I advertise this. And we'll come back around. This is what appears to be, and I'm sure it's just appearances, Mm -hmm. a black-eyed woman. What it is, is it's some heavy retouching on the part of the photography. It's a little less paranormal and a little more right. um, sketchy photography skills. <laughs> but um, Defaming the photography of F.M. Buchanan from Indianapolis, Indiana. The good part about it is, though, it's got uh, it's got the aesthetic down perfectly, though. Besides the fact that it has an aesthetic movement background. It really does look to me like she's some sort of medium, like that she'd live in, um, what's the town where all the mediums live? Lily, Lily Dale, is that where? Yeah, I'm out of my depth here. Oh, okay. Well, she looks like a like a mind reader or something, and she has very dark eyes. She looks like a black-eyed lady, and she just sort of looks like she's floating in the middle of the, the photo in profile. Photographed by F.M. Buchanan of Indianapolis, Indiana. Actually, his studio was at 72 and one half <laughs> East Washington Street. Yes, yes. It's the half that makes the difference. Exactly. It has a lot of neat animal illustrations in the back, too. It's got an owl reading a book, a frog hanging from a tassel, a little bird. There, There's a lot of little animals hidden in the back. It's a really cool book. Yeah, and that font that says photographs that everyone in the 60s used for every poster. So yeah, I cool. love that segue between Victorian and 60s. So this not really black-eyed woman, how much are we ask it for her? How about if we make it 1313 plus tax? Oh, 1313 and plus shipping. Yeah, shipping. 1313 plus shipping to wherever you are. I will put it in the Strange Familiars Etsy store and I'll put a link in the show notes as well. I want to thank Jason W. for his PayPal donation. I believe he's made more than one. I believe he's a repeat donator. Wow. You need one of those little, like the blood pins you get if you donate a gallon. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you, Jason W. I also want to thank Jerry and Vicky. Jerry's been on the show and his wife, Vicky. They sent us a very neat crucifix. It makes me want to redo the whole wall with them. Yeah. Yeah. We have quite a few. This, Jerry said he bought it at an estate sale of a priest and that he had taken these different 
items to to these different holy sites to be blessed and this one was marked with lourdes i think so oh, wow. presumably the priest took it to lourdes and had it blessed there or blessed it there I would not think a priest's possessions would end up in an estate sale, but you never know. Yeah, you never know. So thank you, Jerry and Vicky. That's a wonderful, wonderful gift. It is already hanging in the studio. Speaking of Catholic stuff, Brother Richard sent us a beautiful blessing bundle. A whole bunch of really, really neat stuff in it. And the nicest handwriting. You know I'm an admirer of nice handwriting. Yes. It's beautiful handwriting. Yes. We were very, very touched uh, yeah. with that. Thank you so much, Brother Richard can't say enough he deserves his own podcast i would host it (laughs) i would host it on strange familiars for sure we'll be back soon with another episode of strange familiars strange familiars is a production of dark holler arts music books art podcasts and more darkhollerarts.com Intro and background music is by Stonebreath. You can find more at stonebreath.bandcamp.com. You can find Strange Familiars on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangefamiliars, where you can also join the Strange Familiars gathering group. And we are on Instagram, at strangefamiliars. Tim, it's Jim. I have a story, and it's a very short story, but I think only you and maybe Josh would understand it. So I walk every morning because I'm getting old and I need to walk. Uh, there is a, a forest preserve uh, that abuts my property, so I tool on over there. Uh, it's snowing. It, it is snowing. So there's there's no underbrush. There's no growth. Here's the weird thing. I'm thinking about your book, right? I'm thinking, well, you know, if it's not really an ape in the woods, it really could be anywhere. Tim, the minute I think about that, I just with a rock. A rock hits my leg. I look down. It's a good-sized rock. It's about the size of about half a mouse. And I'm like, what? Who, who's? I look. There's nothing. Nothing there. What the hell is that? Yeah, yeah. You got all the permission in the world, but like, what the hell was that? <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bring the bell and smile.
fight beneath the shroud. Tell me who to sing to them. I am singing. Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money. 